Welcome to Junior Elves and Now What? Interlude episode 14.5. So this week we had some concrete poured and it was kind of like Christmas. Don't get me wrong, definitely the most expensive Christmas ever, but we now no longer have a very well cultivated weed bed in our front yard. Okay, uh, it sounds a lot worse than it really is, and my wife would probably be horribly embarrassed if I phrased it quite like that, which I guess I have, so now she'll be embarrassed. But at least hopefully somebody will smile. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so the concrete was poured Wednesday morning, and when I got home from work, it was really awesome because now we have a bit of a wider driveway, and we don't have weeds. And if nothing else, we don't have weeds, and that makes me very happy. Uh, admittedly, it would be really cool if I painted it green so it looked like grass, I seriously doubt that I would be allowed to do that, but it would still be kind of cool. Anyway, the other thing that's somewhat less exciting is I went in and saw a dentist. So two weeks ago, so this is the week of the funeral, um, I was experiencing some pretty incredible and exciting pain in one of my teeth that had had a root canal done on it. And I'm sharing this because I experienced a piece of technology that was incredibly awesome. So I went in and saw a dentist. Dentist is like, hey, so you're, you're, uh, tooth that you had the root canal on is having problems. So you need to go see an endodontist. So for those of you who don't know me, I think that dentists are all sadists and endodontists are like the next level up of sadists. Don't get me wrong. I fully appreciate the, uh, the feeling I get when I feel that I've had dental work done and I'm no longer in that kind of pain. But we've all been through those experiences in life where we say, oh, one of these days I'm going to look back and laugh at this. Well, I feel that same way about dentists. One of these days, I'm going to look back and go, oh, I'm so very glad they did that work on me. But I'm pretty sure I'm going to be like 85 before I feel that way. Having said that, I went in and saw this endodontist and he's like, okay, so you see this molar. It's got three or three roots. Each root usually has one canal, sometimes more. And this one had a little tiny canal in it that my previous endodontist had missed. Apparently, that's not uncommon. And I guess after three or four years, it's finally gotten infected. And the infection is actually eating away at the bone, which I guess sounds worse potentially than it really is, at least in this case. And so anyways, I'm going to have to get a follow-up root canal next week on Tuesday, which I'm super excited to be tortured that day. Having said all of that, the, the endodontist showed me or used on me this 3D x-ray machine that was amazing. He was like, okay, we're going to dissect your tooth in this different way. And we're going to look at your jawbone in this different way. And, oh, I was totally geeking out. It was awesome. Don't get me wrong. Not cheap, but super awesome. Uh, all right. So from last week, one of the interlude episode things I gave a list on was the seven concepts that my oldest son and I are going to be working on to try to help us to kind of alleviate ourselves of what I refer to as like the marbles or the concerns we don't need to weigh ourselves down with. Well, awesome me, I really didn't do much of it over the last week for whatever reason, but my oldest son did. However, I wasn't able to record today early enough for him to participate. He's long since in bed and hopefully deeply asleep. So I will try to have him interject next week at some point how those various different things went that he was able to try. I, myself, will jump on the bandwagon tomorrow and hopefully be more successful. The cool thing I have to uh, interject about this, though, is that my oldest son was very much every single day, okay, Dad, let's roll the Siri dice, let's see which one we're going to do tomorrow, and he was definitely on board with it, even though I horribly failed. And the last little thing on this, well, I guess there's two last things on this list. Uh, finally, and I was woefully behind on this, 
We watched on Netflix the, uh, I think it's called Into the Spider-Verse. It's an animated Spider-Man movie that came out at the end of last year. My uh, wife and middle child saw it in the theaters, and the rest of us haven't seen it until recently. I was really impressed by it. Now, granted, I'm easily entertained, but I loved the variety of animation styles that were done in it, how it was kind of pseudo-comic booky, and it even had a really good kind of moral to it at the end. It was very, very enjoyable. In addition to all of that, uh, last week, we bought ourselves a couple of new games to kind of uh, get out of the whole funeral thing and try to bring a little bit of uh, fun within the family without really needing to leave the house. And so I'm not sure if I, I mentioned this last week or not, but I'll, I'll run through really quick what we got. Uh, one of them is a board version of Pac-Man, which was actually really cool. This was something my middle son really wanted. And the nice thing about this game is it's a five-player game, which is not altogether common. And the rules are simple enough that my four-year-old was able to pick up on it really fast. So that was really cool. Another thing we got is an expansion of the Villainous game. This is a Disney game that's based off of your all villains from various different Disney movies. And the whole point of it is you're supposed to achieve your quest before the other ones do. And this expansion just added some additional villains. Uh, we haven't as a family tried it yet, but my middle child did with some of his cousins and said it was really fun. And the last one that we have played with, and this one I highly encourage anyone to get because I thought this one was really cool. It's called House of Danger. And it's based off of those books that came out in the late, I can't remember if it was the late 80s, early 90s, maybe even sooner than that, that were their choose-your-own-adventure style books. So this game is played that way. There's very few pieces to it. It's mostly just a stack of cards. And, they, and, and one person explains a scene and what choices you have, and then everyone else in the room decides what direction they want to go. It's, it's a cooperative game. And uh, admittedly, it's a little bit on the, okay, well, this time you died because you stepped on a landmine, or this time you died because you were attacked by an insane gorilla. So there's lots of various different ways that you will meet your demise, but it was also very entertaining, and it was fun because you could play it for a little while, set it down, and pick it up later, and that was enjoyable. So on to entertainment, since that's what I was talking about to this point, to give my top five, my top five Mystery Science Theater 3000. So for those of you who aren't familiar with it, this is where they took some TV shows and movies, and by they, I mean, this is a, there's a variety of people who have done this over the years. And what you'll see is you'll see this small set of silhouettes or, or um, outlines at the bottom of your screen that looks like somebody sitting in a theater two of which are robots, one of which is a person. And what they do is they just basically mock or ridicule a terrible B-movie that they're watching. And Netflix, a couple of years ago, did kind of a soft reboot. Uh, I believe it was called Netflix uh, Remix. And then they followed with a sequel season called Netflix Gauntlet, or uh, I'm sorry, Mystery Science Theater 3000 Remix and Mystery Science Theater 3000 The Gauntlet. And between the two, there's uh, 15 or 16 episodes. So I wanted to list my top five favorites. I haven't seen a lot of the older ones other than the original movie, which I'm going to list as one of my of these top fives. The original movie called Mystery Science Theater 3000 movie is very hilarious. Even my wife, who does not like these kind of things necessarily, thoroughly enjoyed it, or at least laughed at some scenes. Some of the other ones, and these ones are specifically from the first season that's on the Netflix remix episode. Uh, one of them is called Avalanche. And one of the best part about this movie is not even the stuff they're ridiculing. It's just the movie is so bad that you want the avalanche to come and wipe out all the characters. And one of the minor characters dies, I think, like four times in the course of the movie, which is in and of itself rather comical. 
Another one is called Star Crashers. This was a really, really terribly done ripoff of Star Wars. I'm not entirely sure when the movie was filmed, but it looks like early 80s. And uh, yeah, it's bad, but really hilariously made fun of. Another one's called Young Gary. Uh, this looks like it's a South Korean Godzilla-style movie. I love the Godzilla movies. I've mentioned that before. And this one's just a hoot because it is terribly, terribly, terribly done. And they make so much fun of these people because it's a dubbed movie to begin with. And then you throw these guys making fun of it. It's, it's awesome. And then the last one's called Carnival Magic. Um, you know, clowns and all that are creepy. I, I firmly believe that clowns and mimes are on their own level of just, you know, give you the, the, the shivers. But uh, this movie just, um, it does a very good job ridiculing and mocking the, the whole carny scheme uh, and, and theme. Hope everyone has a spectacular week. Smile and be happy. And for those of you who don't know, the phrase dead ringer refers to someone who sits behind Chuck Norris in a movie theater and forgets to turn off their cell phone.